Welcome to the weekly worship service from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbon A and Kankakee. In today's service, you will hear readings from God's Word, a message from our pastor, the Lord's Prayer, and a blessing for you and your family. But first, a few announcements about our ministry at St. Paul's. We invite you to join us for our weekly 5 p.m. Saturday worship service at our church located at 348 East Merchant Street in downtown Kankakee. We also hold weekly Sunday morning worship services at 8.30 and 11.05 at our school site, located at 1780 Career Center Road in Bourbon A. If you have any health reasons that might keep you away from in-person worship, please consider one of our alternative worship services, such as our worship page on our website, our weekly WKAN broadcast, and through our Facebook stream. You may also request an audio copy or opt for our podcast. All worship services and church information are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. The latest information on our response to the pandemic is available by clicking the COVID-19 tab at the top of the page. For more information about St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, please call the church office at 815-932-0312. And now we pray that you are blessed by the Word of God in today's worship.
from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we no longer do so. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And, as, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is the word of the Lord. Please rise for the gospel. St. Luke, the 15th chapter. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear him. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired men have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran out to his son threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. 
Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he, ha he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, look, all these years I have been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. You never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, you're always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. This is the gospel of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Our text for this morning comes from our epistle reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. This is our text. Christian witness boils down to one thing. Who are you? Or the better question is, is who do you belong to? Often we think the task of Christian witness is to win others over for Christ. Witnessing becomes a, a special task for that select few group of Christians with the gift to be able to seal the deal on salvation. These Christians are often viewed as more gifted and more spiritual than others, and that 
often also includes the pastor. Other Christians shouldn't even bother witnessing. After all, witnessing is too hard. We should just leave it up to the experts to grow the church. But brothers and sisters in Christ, this is not the view of Scripture at all. Neither Jesus nor St. Paul speak of witnessing as a task of a special subset of Christians. Jesus himself calls all Christians to bear witness to him as he commands his disciples in Matthew chapter 28. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. The English word here, go, is an imperative, but it is not an imperative. This word go here is not an imperative in the Greek text. It is actually, technically, it's an aorist passive participle. Well, that's a bit of some technical jargon that kind of goes over our heads. But what that means is it's a fancy way of saying what Jesus is actually saying here is not go as an imperative, but it is as you're going. As you're going about your daily life, you will be my witnesses, baptizing and teaching. And here, in here, St. Paul proclaims in our epistle reading that we are ambassadors for Christ. We're ambassadors of the ministry of reconciliation, the reconciliation of God through Jesus Christ, who has reconciled the world to himself. And as members of the body of Christ, we cannot help but to give witness to the hope that is in us. We are not neutral members, but rather Jesus has called all his disciples to be witnesses of him, of what he has accomplished, the reconciliation of the world to himself. Why did the world need reconciliation to God in the first place? Because our first parents, Adam and Eve, and their descendants, myself, and you all here today, all of us had turned away from God. And the consequence of turning away from God, that's called sin, the consequence of that is death, both physical death and spiritual death. For we are all at one time dead in the trespasses of sin. And so God, to save his creation from the ravages of sin, death, and the devil, he sent Jesus into the world to become sin for us so that he could take on the punishment that we deserved. For St. Paul writes in Romans chapter 8, he says, For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do, by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin he condemned sin in the flesh. And for our epistle today, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And so for, for God to save his creation from sin, the only way for him to do that was to take sin into himself, into his own body, because, because God cannot tolerate sin. God is a God of justice, and he cannot tolerate any sin. And so a price had to be paid for that sin. 
And God, this is the curse that God had placed upon the creation, the curse of death. And so the power of death reigned because sin continued to abound in the creation. And so Jesus takes on sin and death into his own body, takes it onto his own body so that he would take on what we deserve, hell and punishment on the cross. And in, in so doing on the cross, God and man there on the cross, it is there where God's justice and mercy meet. And the God-man, Jesus Christ, there humanity and God are reconciled. And this is such a great mystery. This is such a great and amazing thing. And you know, in the words of the Athanasian Creed, this isn't because the divinity was converted into the flesh. That wasn't what happened here. It is because in Christ, humanity was assumed into the Godhead. What an amazing mystery that is, that we are now, as new creations, we are, we are united with the author of life himself. And this, is, this, is, this means that we are new creations. For in Jesus we have become new creations. And in him we have received a new identity. Now everyone proudly displays their identity. I can think of many different identities that are proudly displayed of. Being a Cubs fan or a Cards fan. And Sorry, Pastor Coben there. I'm not going to regard you according to the flesh here. Whether it be a, a Bears fan or a Packers fan. Whether it be American or Russian. But we as Christians regard no one according to the flesh, but rather we regard all those as those redeemed by Christ's precious blood on the cross. For Christ has called us out of our old identities and have given us a new identity, his name written on our foreheads at baptism as those who have been reconciled to God. And then he sends us out to be agents of reconciliation to be his body out in the world. And this is not accomplished through special programs and special gifts or talents, but rather it is the work of the Holy Spirit planting seeds of faith in all who we encountered our lives as those who are witnesses of Jesus Christ. This is a, a shameless plug for our, the Bible study that I'm conducting. We're talking about this and everyone his witness. And one thing that we have learned in this Bible study is that we as Christians we'll naturally talk about Jesus with our family. We'll talk about Jesus with our co-workers. We'll talk about Jesus with our neighbors and even visitors and those who are in the church. We, we, we speak to all people the message of Jesus Christ and him crucified. And so in our new identity as new creations, we are ambassadors of this message. And St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, we can view this as an embassy, we're living in an embassy with one with uh, with uh, two feet in, uh, with our feet in two worlds. We live with one foot that is our identity as a new creation, that is the forgiveness of sins and salvation found in Jesus Christ, and then our other foot is our everyday walks of life, our callings, our vocations, and through our relationships, whether family, friends, work colleagues, neighbors, or church members. Christ brings this message of reconciliation through us, his body. In St. Paul's youth group, our theme this year is secret agents. We're all given code names. Mine is Rock and Reverend. Embassies are, are places where secret agents gather intelligence 
about other countries. But instead of gathering info about the enemies of a country, for, for a Christian, this means to be a secret agent, means to go out into the world for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of the good news of the, of the forgiveness of sins, the joy in life, and the resurrection of the dead in Christ Jesus. Luther spoke of Christians as secret agents of God's work in the world. Luther spoke of Christians as masks of God, or the Latin larvae day. And so just as popular secret agents and superheroes have masks, we too live in this world as masks of God. As the secret agents, we, look, we work for the good of his kingdom and for his creation, the ministry of reconciliation that has been entrusted to us. And can you believe that, though? I mean, really think hard about that. In God's wisdom, God has entrusted to us the ministry of reconciliation. Only in the wisdom of God could he take broken, imperfect sinners and use them as the means to spread his word. God's wisdom goes beyond our understanding that he would use jars of, of clay to bring his message of life and light to this dying and decaying world. That he would use you and me, lost and condemned sinners, to bring people to Jesus. This is because we are not the source of the power of the gospel, but rather it is Christ who works in us, who is the sole sufficiency for all that we do as church together. And so at the beginning of the sermon, I asked these questions. Who are you? Or rather, who do you belong to? You are a new creation in Christ, and you do not belong to yourself any longer, but you are one who has been reconciled to the Father. You are Jesus's, and nothing is going to be able to separate you from our Lord, neither life nor death, nor angels, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come will ever separate us from that love of God, from that reconciliation that we find in the cross in Christ Jesus our Lord. You are new creations in our Lord Jesus Christ forever. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all human understanding keep our hearts and minds in one true faith unto life everlasting. Amen. Dear friends, let us confess our faith using the words of the Nicene Creed we confess together. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures 
and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. And I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Dear friends, go with God's blessing this day. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this time of worship. From all of us at St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, we thank you for listening. More worship opportunities are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. Just click worship at the top of the page. May God bless you and your family each and every day. And again, thank you for listening.